Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that as you listen, you will be both encouraged and challenged to step into what God has in store for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. Well, good morning, church. How are you guys doing? Good. Woo, right? Yeah. No one sat in the front row. Do I spit that much or what? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I do. <laughs> Splash zone, right? Watch out, guys. Um, but yeah, that's really cool, uh, that, that little missions update for you. It's, it's really uh, amazing, uh, the PAW is something we've been, uh, and, and going to the PAW during the summer has been something that we've been involved in for quite a few years, as well as Richard takes a team up for a Trappers Festival as well, I believe, in, in February, and this year actually the uh, GMDS uh, Discipleship School is going to be going up. Um, and now it's kind of cool because we're, through this tower, we're actually going to be able to to, to help that community preach the gospel ongoing. And I think it's such a, a beautiful thing that they're the ones that uh, are playing their music and, and, um, and speaking out uh, to their community. And it's just a beautiful thing. Richard has told me many, uh, many stories about how you know, suicidal people t- t- tune in to these radio stations and end up finding a, a hope inside of their heart and, and giving their lives to, to God and being led to the local church. So it's really cool. I want to thank you for your involvement uh, in giving through GMC uh, and, and how, yeah, we're able to, to do these kind, type of things. Um, I also want to give you just a little uh, update as well. Right now, uh, there, there are three people that are, were attending GMC. A lot of them now are on, on missions right now. Uh, GMC is involved in supporting these people and helping to support. Uh, one is Brad Giesbrecht. He work, works at the Edge Skate Park, helping to mentor uh, youth that, that, that drop in there and, and run the drop-ins and speak and, and mentor youth and, and go on mission trips with them as well. Uh, we have Brady Fair, who uh, helped leads a YWAM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, he helped leads children's ministry. Uh, they have a basketball camp ministry in Pittsburgh. Help leads the school. And then uh, they go on mission trips a- as well and do a lot of basketball ministry, sharing the gospel. Uh, and he helps lead those. And then we have Melissa Friesen. And uh, she, at the beginning of this month, uh, went uh, to South Sudan through Africa Inland Mission, and what their uh, goal is in these next two years anyway is to learn the, the culture and the language of the people, to support the local church there, and, and then after those two years, the goal is to uh, go into a, a remote village and actually help to plant uh, plant a church there. So that's kind of the, the long-term goal for, for her. Uh, so yeah, th- again, thank you for giving financially. If we can continue to uh, bring these people up uh, in our prayers as they're on uh, mission right now. Uh, I also want to thank you for your involvement in, in, uh, in the mission that we have going on here in the church. Uh, there was a life group this past week that loaded up the, the GMC bus full of of shoe boxes. It was really cool to see. We had uh, 495 shoe boxes that came in, which is so, so cool to see. Uh, this, this summer uh, in Love the Valley, I was blown away. We had too many volunteers, so don't sign up this next year. Um, that's a joke. People are like, really? <laughs> no, please do. Uh, if we have too many volunteers, that just means we have to make more outreaches, which is, is the best. It's the best uh, the, the best work for me to have is like, hey, how do we, how do we expand our, our reach that day? Which is really uh, quite incredible. I was, I was humbled to see that. So it's awesome to see 
uh, us working together and these three people working and, and Richard and Nicole and us partnering with Nations One uh, to bring the gospel because this is our mission, right? And, and I want to talk a bit more on that today, how our mission, uh, it, it's all of our mission together. This is a collective uh, effort to bring the gospel into all nations. In John 17 verse 18 this is, what, this is when Jesus was praying to God, and he was saying, As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Just think about that. Jesus was sent with a purpose, right? Obviously, right? He, he didn't come to earth and, and just kind of do a few miracles, multiply, multiply a few you know, pieces of bread, and, uh, and say some nice things, and is like, okay, it's been fun, peace out. No, he came to die, right? He came to die for our sins. He had this purpose, and in the same way that, that God sent Jesus to earth, now Jesus says he's sending us into the world with purpose, with, with a purpose of, of, of reaching out, with a purpose of spreading this good news. And in Acts 1, Jesus says, you're my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. We, we have this, this title of being witnesses of God together. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. That means we represent Christ. We represent Christ on this earth. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. God wants to, wants to make an appeal to the world. He wants to make a proclamation to the world through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And it goes on to talk about how we have this message of reconciliation that God is not counting the, the sins, um, your sins against you. Come to God and, and be reconciled to him. We, have this, we, we, we carry this ministry of reconciliation. And, and, and really, if you look at it, we're the action plan of God to bring the gospel into the world, right? We're the vessels he chooses to use to bring his gospel. We're the hands and we're the feet of Jesus. And, and so if you look at the hands and feet of Jesus when Jesus walked the earth, he was in it, right? He was right in it, in, in the brokenness, in the needs. He, he, he didn't just speak from, from temples. He didn't just speak from, from hilltops. He got right in to the, the nitty-gritty, right into the, you know, the, the, the sinful people, right into the people that, you know, the, the sick people that needed a doctor. This is where a spiritual doctor, this is where Jesus was. And I, I really believe that, that this is our calling. And so we're going to talk this morning about how can we do that and how can we people, be people that live this out. Uh, so let's just pray before we go any further this morning. Yeah, God, I, I thank you uh, for who you are. God, I thank you so much for each person here this morning. Uh, yeah, if I, if I just think about um, their, their value and how how you, uh, they're, they're sons and daughters of the king. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing, Lord God. And, and God, we just pray this morning as, as we talk about being a, a missional church and, and missional people, uh, Holy Spirit, would you just move in our hearts? Would you speak to our hearts, Lord God? God, we don't want to, this to be just about words. I, I just pray that you would grip us, Holy Spirit, this morning. And we know that has to be from you and you alone. So God, would you, yeah, grip our hearts with what grips your heart this morning. Amen. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to talk about how, how can we do this? How can we be people that live on mission? 
And I just want to say too that the ministries that go on in this church as well are part of that mission, right? If you think of the Great Commission uh, to make disciples of all nations, uh, this is where that's happening in Grow Ministry. It's happening through uh, different things that are, uh, are, you know, that this church is involved in doing. And so our church in itself and the ministry of the church uh, that happens inside the church is a mission as well. You know, life groups are a mission as well. And, and so, uh, Claude actually is going to expand a little bit more on that next week. So just to, to let you know, I'm, I'm really going to be focusing a lot on outreach and, and reaching out outside the four walls of the church. And Claude is going to be touching next week on, uh, yeah, the mission that we have here uh, inside of uh, these walls a, as a church itself. So, if we want to live on missions, I'm going to talk about three things that, that, that we need to have um, and need to live by. The first one is we need a heart for missions. If you want to live on missions, we need a heart. We need to have a heart that that burns for missions and a heart that burns for people. Um, It's hard to engage in something if you don't have a heart for it, right? If you don't have have a passion for it. It's kind of like shopping for me. Uh, It's just... I can't do it, you know? I can't, it's, it's hard for me to look forward to it. It's hard for me to get involved in it because it's like, I can do two stores. I'm happy for two stores and then I get grumpy. It's like, let's just sit down. I'll drink a coffee and Valerie, you go shop as long as you want and I'm good here. Um, but but I, I really believe that God wants us to develop a heart for missions. Wherever your heart is at today, that's the beautiful thing. I, I believe that God can put a passion inside of your heart and can place a passion inside of your heart for mission. And and how can that happen? I think the first key is is the love of God. Because God has this amazing passionate love for mission. And God has an amazing passionate heart to reach people. It says in the Bible he wants all to come to a knowledge of the truth. So I, I think the fuel in mission is God's heart and God's love for people. This is what sent Jesus to earth. Right? For God so loved the world, he sent his son. He did that radical sending. And when we have the love of God in our hearts, it's going to send us. It's going to get us outside of our comfort zone. We're going we're to have God's love in, inside of us. And this is going to cause us and, and compel us to move and, and, and preach the gospel. In 2 Corinthians 5.14, Paul says, For Christ's love compels us. That, that word compelling means it, it presses us in. It, it kind of it like, it, it's this compelling in our heart to, to reach out with the, lo- the love of God. And Paul says, for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. So Paul is saying that Christ, we have Christ's love in our hearts and, and we're convinced that the gospel is true. And if we're convinced that the gospel is true and we know that Jesus died for us and Jesus has forgiven us and the gospel really is just really good news for all men, right, and all people, then then if we have that love inside of us, it's going to move us into action. God's love inside your heart will always move you into action. And in 1 John 3, 17, it says, If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but it has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Isn't that, isn't that a wild verse? God's love, 
uh, brings us into action. God's love moves us out of our seats, out of our comfort zone, and, and causes us and compels us to bring love to his people. And I, I, the more that I've, I, I've, I've, I've so witnessed this in my life as well, the more I've connected with God and the more I've just been in tune with God's heart, my, it, it's kind of like... You know, it's kind of like what, what happened to the Grinch's heart in that story. Like his, his heart grew two sizes. The more that, that we, we just start worshiping God, adoring God, connecting with God, and, and just being in tune with his heart, our heart, it just seems to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Because God's love is, is so radical for his people. And God, God his, he, he wants people to be saved even more than us. So when we connect with God, it, it, it kind of like, whew, gives us this, this energy inside of us, this fuel inside of us to, to go and get out of our comfort zone and share the good news with others. Uh, I also think another way to kickstart our heart, the first way is connecting with God and in prayer and in our connection to him. But I also think another way uh, to kind of kickstart our heart, if we're not passionate about mission, and this is a little tough, but it's to intentionally throw ourselves into mission and outreach. It's, and, and even if your, your heart is not in it, even if it's like, uh, you know, missions or outreach or whatever, giving to the needy or whatever form that takes, I, I don't know if that's, that's me. Uh, the, well, the thing is, we, we don't have to feel like getting involved in mission because we've been called to, right? And so sometimes, just out of straight obedience, we're, we're, uh, you know, it talks about, hey, we've been sent into the world. Uh, God, God has commissioned me to go and make disciples. God has commissioned me to bring the good news uh, to everyone. So just out of obedience right now, I'm going to throw myself uh, into the mission field. And, and this is where I really think it, our heart also uh, comes alive. You know, it comes alive in prayer and devotion to God, but it also comes alive as we engage in these things as well. I remember that, you know, the first time I went to Salome Mission, I was, I was just able to, to hear the stories of, of, of the people that, that were living on the streets, and I was able to pray for them, and, and God used me to encourage them, and it was just it was just eye-opening because you see the need and, and, and you see um, how much God loves these people, right? It's, it, it's easy to hear about needs and, and stuff, but when you look these people in the eye, there's this compassion that wells up. And as God uses you on whatever mission field um, you're on, th- this is where you see, whoa, cool. God wants to use me. God wants to flow through me. God wants to work through me. I, I remember, too, when I, when I went to India, and we went, to, we went to the rock quarry where, where people's jobs were to take these big rocks, essentially, and, and smash them down uh, into smaller rocks, into smaller rocks, into smaller rocks, just in a wide open field in the hot sun all day. And, and, and we, we ended up bringing the, the good news to them of Jesus, and they had never heard, never heard. Who is Jesus? They've never heard of this. And, and it's really... It was an experience that was impossible not to change you. It was, it, was, it was impossible. It broke me. It really broke me. I came home and I was a completely different person. Because again, sometimes we, we can talk about, you know, the, the unreached areas in our world. But when we go and we experience it and we, we look these people in the face and, and we're, we're involved in doing that, it, it really, it really kickstarts our heart to see, whoa, my world is bigger than me right? Mission goes from a, a concept to something that we, we have tangibly experienced. In, in, in the same way, when I, when I went to the PAW, 
You know, we can hear, uh, you know, so many stereotypical beliefs about the native people, but when you sit down in the soup kitchen and you hear what they've been through and you, you hear their story, it, it really breaks you. And you say, whoa, like God, this is, you, you love these people. You, you care for these people. And, and again, it's, an, it's impossible not to be changed in, in that atmosphere. Um, this, this past year, we had Love the Valley, and, and there was a couple uh, afterwards, we were sharing testimonies, and they brought a, a hamper into just this, this messy home. Like, the home was physically messy, the family was physically messy, and you could just see on this couple's eyes, they were in tears, and they were just like, I can't believe that, that this kind of need is, is around us right here, right here in our, in our hometown, and, and, and it broke them. And I think sometimes in our, in our lives, we need that breaking, honestly. We, we need that breaking. We need to see these needs. We, we, we need to get on the mission field and be used by God in this way. And, and when this happens, it, 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 it revives our heart and it helps us to see, whoa, okay, the need is great. The need is huge. And, and, and so from that, I, I really believe uh, compassion can well up in our hearts, Right? It's when Jesus, uh, when, when Jesus saw the crowds and he saw that they were like a sheep without a shepherd, that compassion welled up in his heart. And in the same way, sometimes it's a little bit hard if we're in our, in our, in our normal context and maybe not exposed to these needs all the time. It sometimes can just be hard to carry uh, a compassion without looking these people in the eye. And so I just really encourage you, wherever context you feel led that, that God is leading you, throw yourself into mission. Really throw yourself in it, even if you don't necessarily feel like doing it. Oh man, it's going to be such a, a, a key thing for you because you're going to be able to see, you're going to be able to look these people in the eye. You're going to be able to see and connect with God's heart because God's heart is on mission, right? And so when I, I believe when we go on mission, this, this is where we're connected to God's heart because his heart is, is, you know, he's the shepherd that leaves the 99 and, and goes out to reach the one. And so when we engage ourselves and throw ourselves in mission, I, I really believe it's going to kickstart compassion in our heart and it's going to give us a heart for mission. Awesome. So the second thing we need to do as well if we want to be missional people, is we have to see that our mission is everywhere. Say that to your neighbor. My mission is everywhere. I'm going to read the Great Commission to you. You probably know it. But it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And if you look at the original translation of this verse... It can, be, it can be understood as, as you go. As you go, make disciples of all nations. And, and is that something that we, we, we really see in our life? That as we go, this, this is the mission that we're living. Or do we see it as, oh, I have to go for this to happen. I, and I really believe that this is a huge shift that we have to start thinking. It, it, it's an as we go thing. My, my mission, it follows me every day of my life. My mission follows me. And, and so who is my mission? Well, who do I know? Who's my family? Who, who, who um, has God placed in my life? Who are the people that, that are in need in my life? What are the needs that, that I see in my life right now? Who's hurting? Who's broken in my life? And I believe the Holy Spirit can probably put 
he can obviously put a certain people on your heart. Maybe you have a, you know, a passion for a certain people group, but, but also at the same time, your mission is, is with whoever you know and whoever is around you right now. Where is your mission? Your, your mission is, well, again, maybe God could call you someplace and that is an awesome thing. Right? I believe that, that some of you maybe are, are called somewhere else. But, but right now, if you're sitting in this chair, which you probably are, unless you're listening online, but your mission is wherever you are. Where do you live? This, this, is, your, this is who God's calling you to. Where do you work? This is, is, is the mission that, that God has given you. He's placed these people in your life that, that you would as you go make disciples of all nations. And I, I remember before I, I, I started to pastor here, I was, I was working at the rec center in Morden, and I said to myself, Brenton, if you can't be a pastor right here in the rec center, then you shouldn't be a pastor in a church. And it's not that I would like take a pulpit and start preaching, like, okay, let's have church right now, you know. We just worked, but, 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 but in our hearts, you know, we, we, the mission starts right now. It starts right here as we go, and, and we have to see this in our life, um, and, and some are going to end up going somewhere else, and some are going to end up staying here, but the mission is exactly the same. We are all on mission, amen? We are all on mission as we go. And this is how Jesus lived, right? As he went, he had this ultimate calling to die on the cross, but as he went, he, he met the Samaritan woman, he, he met Zacchaeus, he, 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 meant, he met, met blind people who needed help, he stopped for these people, and he loved these people, and he was led to these people by the Holy Spirit. And, and it's the exact same thing in our lives. God wants to lead me as I go. As I, as I work, as I just live my life, he wants to lead me to love other people. And there are opportunities every day all around me. There are opportunities every day all around me. I love hearing the story of the stories, Lena sometimes, who works for a church. Um, she comes up to me with stories of, of, of just praying for people every week. And it's just like, are you meeting like special, how does this work? These people end up like spilling their whole hearts to her. She ends up praying for them and blessing them. And I'm like, Lena, tell me your secret. Like, what are you doing out there? But it's so cool because it's this thing, this organic thing. As she goes, she's partnering with God. As she goes, she's just engaging in intentional conversations and she's asking intentional questions. And all of a sudden, this brings up this opportunity to, to pray and bless these people and get involved in their life. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And, and this is the life that God is calling me to live as I go to, to always keep my radar on. Where, God, are you calling me to reach out? Where, Show me the opportunities that you were giving me every day that I'm just not seeing, right? And, and so I really think this needs to be a shift in our thinking. We need to start being people that live mission instead of people that just do missions. Being people that live mission everywhere, who go on short-term mission trips, who go on long-term mission trips, who get sent into the mission field, Instead of just people that go, and this is the only time that we live mission. Mission is not the switch that we turn on and off, right? And you can realize that when you're on a short-term mission trip in India, and you're white, and people love you, and they're taking pictures of you, it can be easy to bring the gospel and be so holy for those two weeks. It's like, wow, I love people so well. <laughs> but can I do that here? 
Can I do that with my coworkers right here, right now? This is what God's calling me to do as I go. Mission is not this on and off switch button. It's this thing that's always, always on in my life. And I, so I, I really think if, if we're going to be people that, that do this, what we've got to do is bring a missional mindset to all contexts and all communities and all relationships of our life. And that's, that's pretty hard, right? That's a big shift. But, but I really believe in our families, we have to teach our families to be missional and do missions together. You know, that's why I love the Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes, because sometimes, you know, as a little kid, Christmas is just all about, it's like, Jesus, yeah, Jesus is awesome, now give me presents, right? That's really what, what kids love at the end of the day. But, but, but shoeboxes are, are a cool way to be like, actually, no, Christmas just isn't about you getting a bunch of stuff. It, it, it's about the good news of Jesus Christ, and we're actually going to bless this other kid, and they're actually going to be able to hear about Jesus. And again, it's, it's a way to teach our family mission. I love seeing whole families go to the paw during summer, because again, it's, it's teaching us that mission happens every day of our life, and I really believe that if we can teach our, our children that they're on mission in their, in their classrooms and in their schools, again, it's going to teach them that mission isn't just something that we partake in here and there, mission is this intentional thing that we do all the time. You know, in our life groups here at GMC, part of my role is to oversee uh, local mission here uh, in, in Winkler and in, in the Pemina Valley. But our life groups at GMC, uh, one of our huge goals is that all our life groups are missional. All our life groups in, uh, get involved in mission wherever it is. Because again, sometimes our, our, even in our church communities, they can become um, friend-making communities and encouragement communities, which is, is good. Those things are amazing. But, but if we become this, this inward-focused group, we actually lose the point of, of why we're here, to, to, to reach others with the good news of Jesus Christ. And so in all our relationships and communities, in our Christian communities, I believe that we need to involve mission in them. In, in our marriage relationship, involve mission. Uh, in your relationship with God, involve mission. You know, make a list of people that you're praying for, people that are lost in your life. Um, something that Valerie's uh, been doing recently is just going to work early. Um, she's a teacher and she goes into her classroom early and she just starts praying for her class. And that's my, my, that's my challenge for you, by the way. You can write that down on your phones. You can talk to Siri and make a reminder. Um, maybe that's a little intrusive, no. Um, but, but, but do that. Five, show up five minutes before work and, and, and sit there and just be like, God, you've put me on mission today. God, I just pray that you would just highlight anyone your, your cause, you want me to bless today. God, I just pray that I would let my light shine for you today. God, you want to use me today. Help me to see the opportunities you're giving me. Help me to bless these people. Help me to represent you well. Empower me with the Holy Spirit so I can be your witness today, wherever I go. I challenge you to do that, and your heart is going to be, begin to, I believe, shift. Because again, you're not seeing your job as a means to make money, or you're not seeing even your job as your calling. You're seeing the, the fact that, that you're a witness to God as your calling in life. Amen? One last thing I want to talk about this morning. Uh, once we have a passion and a heart for mission, and, and once we see mission everywhere, we, we need to step out. We need to step out in, in, in our giving, in, in our giving of money and time, in our sharing of faith and our serving. God is calling us to step out. 
And this is uncomfortable, isn't it? This is challenging, isn't it? Once we're aware that our mission is everywhere, this is when Holy Spirit taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, Brenton, I want you to give this to this person. Hey, Brenton, I want you to pray for this person. And it's like, what? Ah, it's scary. And, and, and I love being comfortable. Don't you love being comfortable? It's winter now, like getting, getting a, pulling a blanket over you and just being comfortable is so good. And, and sometimes we like being comfortable in our faith, but it's not... It's not what we're called to be. We're not called to be comfortable. We don't grow in comfort. We grow when, when we step out. We grow in the stretch zone. When we say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to engage in mission. I'm going I'm to go for it. I, I, I'm going I'm to follow your lead as you call me. And so I'm going to give us a few reasons, just in closing, reasons to step out of your comfort zone. The first reason is that Jesus stepped out of his comfort zone for me. Didn't he? Wow. He left heaven. He left heaven. And God sent his son to earth to be born in a manger. And then Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, he, he, he had this battle inside of him, but he said, Father, not my will, your will be done. And he died for us. So we have a God that stepped out of his comfort zone for us. And, and thank God, right? Or, or, or else we would be doomed. Or else we wouldn't have this hope or this mission at all. Next reason we need to step out of our comfort zone is someone's eternity is more important than my comfort, right? Someone's eternity, it's just more important than feeling comfortable. And, and you know, in all of this and, and being missional, there's going to be times when, when we get rejected and, and we, we, we are in some ways very lightly persecuted, not really intensely right now in this area anyway. But, but someone's eternity is just way more important than, than the comfort that I feel. And so I really believe I sometimes have to step out of my comfort so, so I can bring them the message of the good news. Next reason to step out of our comfort zones is, is you're going to come alive to God. It, it is this thrilling thing when you, when you step out and God flows through you and, and uses you and you take his hand and you step across the chicken line it's this nourishment to your soul. This is where Jesus said, you know, the disciples brought Jesus food when he was ministering to the Samaritan woman. And Jesus is like, I'm, I'm full. I'm, I'm full because I, I, I've, my food is doing the will of the Father. My food is to do this, to get involved in missions, to bless people, to love people. And when we do that, we're going to be nourished by God because, and we're going to see him flow through us. And it's just this amazing, thrilling thing because it's the way that we are designed to live, right? I, I remember, you know, in, when we had the testimonies for Love the Valley, there was this one, this one man who was, who was uh, English wasn't his first language. And so going going to people's houses and praying for people was a huge step, right? It's a huge step for us whose, whose first language is English, but this, this man's first language wasn't English. And so, and, and he was also this, he came across as very reserved and very shy. It'd be the last guy you would ever think that, that, that would be able to step out and, and do this. But again, the beautiful thing is that when, when we step out, God steps in. When we step out, God steps in. And it was just wild to hear his testimonies that, that when he stepped out, God would step in and give him the words and fill his words and direct his words. And he was just going door to door to door to door to door. And he was just, he came back to church here and he was like lit up. It was like, whoa, 
I've never seen this guy this way. But again, when we step out, God steps in. And this is really where our legacy is made, right? Our legacy is made out of the boat. It's, it's out of the boat of our comfort. That this is where we can walk on water when we, when we step out of the boat. This is where we see God intervene when we step out of the boat. And you might be saying to yourself, what, what do I have to offer? You know, my prayers aren't good. I don't have too many gifts and talents. And, and, and the honest answer to that question is you probably don't have a whole lot to offer in the flesh. You probably are like everyone else. But God doesn't need a lot. Look what he did with a few loaves of bread and a few fishes. Look, look, what, he, look what he does when, when we take intentional steps to step out. He doesn't need a lot. It, it's, not, it's not nearly as much about us as it is about him flowing through us. Amen? This is where it talks about if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it's going to move mountains. Why? Because it's, it's not about our great faith. It's about our great God flowing through us. And, and, and he's chosen us to be his vessels to flow through. And, and I really believe that when we step out in little simple ways, he takes these, these, these works and he makes them greater and he, he steps in. Uh, I, I remember when uh, my wife Valerie, she bought some shoes for uh, a friend who wasn't saved and um, they were actually, they weren't just normal shoes. They were, they were special shoes that were quite expensive. So she pulled some money together with some other people uh, because it was, it was a really hard thing. This person was in university. It was really hard for them to afford shoes because they had to be these, these special type of arch and all of that stuff. So it was hundreds of dollars. So Valerie gave, you know, prayed over these shoes and gave a letter to this person. And she ends up, um, you know, just accepting the gift and being overwhelmed that, that, that the church would, would do this for her. And guess what? Those were the last pair of special shoes she ever wore in her life. God healed her feet through that. Again, when we step out, even in simple, simple ways, God steps in. We just have to give him a seed. We just have to give him something to work with. Just present our few loaves and our few fishes before him. And this is where he takes it and, and he makes it into something beautiful. He grows those seeds. And so, yeah, I encourage us to step out and watch him work wonders. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the GMC podcast. For more info about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful week.